Well, friends, it's official. As of yesterday, April 25th, 2022, Elon Musk is the new owner of Twitter, and he is also the new savior of the right. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Blaining Podcast. And today we are talking about the right's newest savior, Elon Musk, in his takeover of Twitter yesterday. It has been so interesting to sit back and watch the reaction of both the right and the left in this acquisition of Twitter. I want to start off by saying I think it's amazing that Elon Musk has bought Twitter, and I'm very hopeful and optimistic that he will do some good things with the platform. I've been on Twitter for a long time. I think I joined back in 2010. And Twitter was really not that big of a deal until Donald Trump was running for president. And he really brought a lot of people and a lot of life back to the platform. And then when he got kicked off, you saw people trying to make alternative resources, alternative platforms to go to, such as you saw Parler and Getter and Gab and MeWe, I think, for a while, although I don't know that that ever took off. I don't, none of them actually ever really took off. And now you've got Truth Social, which is supposedly Trump's platform, and I'm on it. I don't really spend any time there because it sort of feels like an echo chamber. It feels like all the Trump people are on Truth Social, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I just don't find it that useful, and time is precious, and how, how thin do you spread yourself on social media? Anyhow, what I have noticed is people are seeing Elon Musk as the latest savior, kind of like the way we see Trump as he's going to come in and fix everything. If we elect Trump, if Trump gets back in office, he's going to fix all these problems that we have and he's going to save the day. He's going to save America and everything is going to be fine. And I'm seeing that same sort of savior attitude towards Musk. I've seen on Facebook, people who aren't even on Twitter are, you know, hey, Elon, buy Facebook, buy Instagram, as if him buying the platform is going to fix all of the problems that we have. He's not. And I think we have to stop elevating people like Trump and Elon Musk to these positions of being a savior for us. They're not going to fix all of our problems. No single man is going to come in and fix the many problems we have going on in our society today. I'm very hopeful that Elon will do some great things for Twitter, like hopefully fix the algorithm, which is very much in favor of, you know, leftist content and not those of us on the right. You know, if you spend time on Twitter, you know that there are a lot of things that you cannot say. If you want to keep your account active, you can't say certain words and phrases and talk about certain topics. It's been really kind of fun and funny to watch people have fun with the fact that now they can say things that were until yesterday forbidden from being said, things like election integrity and ivermectin and calling a transgender woman and a biological man without getting kicked off the platform. 
like the Babylon the Babylon Bee got kicked off the platform for calling Rachel Levin uh, a biological male. So people are having fun with it, and that's kind of fun to see. It's really entertaining to see how enraged and triggered people on the left are over this whole thing. And they're leaving Twitter and they're making these big announcements of leaving Twitter. And But first, I'm going to post this video so y'all know where to find me. So I'm using the platform for my benefit, but I am leaving. It's just funny. It's It's been funny to watch the mainstream media of CNN and MSNBC and all of their concerns about what's going to happen now. And what's really ironic is that their concerns about what's going to happen now are that they are going to be treated the way that people on the right have been treated for the last several years on Twitter. And I hope that doesn't happen because what I would really like is just have a space where we could be free as Americans to have free speech and to voice our opinions in a public square where people aren't censoring us because they don't agree with it or it doesn't go along with their agenda. But I do fear that our society is so far gone into this whole global society, great reset, communism, socialism, all of this stuff that we have been so concerned about. I feel like we're so far off in that direction that I don't know how easily it's going to be to bring it back to a sense of balance to restore that kind of freedom of speech where we can say these things. You saw even uh, the White House and the Biden administration and Jen Psaki coming out about um, that they want to put in some regulations on these social media platforms which is interesting because they didn't want that previously, but now, of course, they do, which is not surprising. So I think what we're going to see over time is the government is going to impose restrictions upon social media so that they can continue to censor the speech that's going on in these on these platforms. So it'll be interesting to watch. And I would say be cautiously optimistic. I, I always get concerned when I see people putting their faith in in man. And, you know, as a Christian, I I believe that our faith is in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And Jesus Christ is our one true savior. And what we're seeing during these times is that when someone like Elon Musk comes along or Donald Trump or any public figure or elected official that we really like what they're doing, Ron DeSantis even, he is a great man and he is doing great work, but we elevate people to savior status when only Jesus can save us and only Jesus is going to be able to save what's going on in this country. And that means that we can't rest on our laurels. We can't give up the fight. Let's take this Twitter situation for an example. We can't say, oh, great, Elon has bought Twitter and now everything's going to be okay and I'm just going to sit back and relax. That is not going to happen. There is no one single person or even group of people that's going to come in and fix all of this to the point where we can just sit back and relax. This is going to be an ongoing fight, an ongoing battle. We have to stay engaged, we have to stay alert, and we have to use discernment. And that's one of the biggest concerns I have 
right now with conservatives and people on the right is we are lacking discernment. As a whole, we're lacking discernment. Anybody that's got, you know, like take Dr. Oz, for example, shiny object over here. He's got the fame and the fortune. And I do think a lot of conservatives are seeing through Dr. Oz. So that's good. But you're seeing uh, candidates and politicians all over the country who are kind of that next great thing that's going to rescue us. And I really urge you to use discernment, take a step back, do research, do digging into these people on your own. If it's someone that you're considering supporting and, you know, they seem to have this ability to make great change in our country for the conservative movement, please do your due diligence, do some research, do some digging. It's so easy to find stuff on these people, but yet we're so quick to believe whatever people put out there for us that we don't actually take the time to do our own research and learn for ourselves what's truth. And I think if we took the time to pause and learn and research, we might come up with some different answers. We're just as guilty as people on the left of falling into the whole groupthink mentality. And especially you see it with the MAGA movement. If somebody slaps that MAGA label on a candidate or a cause or an issue. The Trump supporters, the MAGA groups are quick to just jump on board that that train. And I don't think that's wise for us to do. I think we have to use discernment. And I think as we've seen over this last couple of years, and especially over the last year with Trump making endorsements of people that, as I do my own research, I kind of question his endorsement, and they don't seem to me to be people of good character and strong moral values. And I question if they would have the integrity of a person that we need to be electing to these offices, because we need people who aren't going to become part of the swamp. And I, I feel like we saw a lot of that with Trump's administration. You know, he brought a lot of people in who ended up being swamp creatures that we had high hopes for. And, you know, even like General, General Mattis, I think all of us on the right were really excited about that. We saw that was going to be a good fit. And in the end, it turned out that he was just a swamp creature like the rest of them. That should be a caution signal for us to take a step back and really do the work of researching these people for ourselves and not taking anybody's word for it. And it doesn't always win me points with people. The fact that I'm not quick to jump on bandwagons for candidates and that I want to research for myself and I want to sit back and, and watch because I think by watching candidates and what they say and what they do, we can learn a lot over time. And there's no reason to jump on a bandwagon in quick time. You know, Steve Bannon said, uh, I believe it was yesterday on his show, War Room Pandemic, that Elon Musk has done something big, but he hasn't saved us. And we have to stop looking for a savior and keep working. And I see that on the right big time that we are looking so hard. We're desperately looking for someone to come in and save us. What he's done is amazing. And I hope that it changes the platform for good. But I don't see him as a savior. 
I think we'll get some good change and that will be great. But we've got to stop putting people up on this pedestal because they're all only human. And it is important that we recognize that and that we do our part in whatever that is. If it's in business or education or government and politics, we do our part in our little corner of the world to protect our American values, protect our freedoms and protect our our rights to have free speech and and free religion. I'm going to kind of segue here because speaking of freedom of religion, this is actually going on right now. I want you to pray about it. Coach Joe Kennedy from Bremerton High School or Bremerton School District. I don't know if he was actually at Bremerton High School, but he is a football coach from Bremerton School District. And many years ago, he was praying on the 50 yard line as he did after all football games, he would just go by himself. He would kneel on the 50 yard line and he would pray. Parents would sometimes come join him and players would sometimes come and join him. It wasn't, he didn't put out a call to the team. He didn't put out a call to the parents. He didn't invite people to come pray with him. People would just see him there and wanted to go join him. He got fired for doing this, for praying publicly and he, he has taken this fight all the way to the Supreme Court. It's been ongoing for many, many years. I remember back in, I think it was 2015, I actually got to hear Coach Kennedy speak at a local church and tell his story. And it was it was quite fascinating. And it was just nice to hear from someone who was willing to stand up for what they believe and get in the fight. Because it's not easy when these things happen. You know, he's had to put his whole life on hold for this. He's had to become, you know, put himself in the spotlight and take the the criticism of both sides. And so his case is finally at the Supreme Court. And there were a couple of judges yesterday that asked the question to the lawyers on the opposition, you know, would he have been fired if he was kneeling on the football field for Black Lives Matter? Or would he have been fired if he was kneeling in support of Ukraine? And these are such good points because as we all know, the answer is no, he wouldn't have been fired for those reasons. It's very much as long as your cause is part of the woke agenda, it's just fine. But if you are doing something that has anything to do with Christianity or conservatism, that is not okay and you must be stopped. And this is very dangerous in our country. It is very unconstitutional. And if you've done any U.S. history, even if it was just, you know, high school history, you know that our country was founded on faith, on Christianity by Christian, you know, most of the founding fathers were Christians and they, the foundation of this country on the, you know, Christian beliefs and principles. And so to take that away and fire people over an act of prayer. Now, in our school district here in Western Washington, I actually got an email from the school district about Ramadan and that students at the school and teachers at the school who were Muslim would be able to have time and space to pray during Ramadan. So why is that okay, but a coach can't pray on the 50-yard line on a Friday night after a football game? It doesn't make sense, does it? It's very much an agenda. And so if you would 
please keep this case and Coach Kennedy in your prayers because this isn't just about a win for Coach Kennedy. This is about a win for American people to be able to practice their religion freely. And that is the whole point of separation of church and state is so that the state isn't interfering with our ability to practice our religion, whether that's Christianity or some other kind of religion. That is why we have that in our Constitution. So please pray for Coach Kennedy and for this case and for his lawyers and for the Supreme Court justices that they would make the right decision. Because I I do get concerned because what we have seen on the Supreme Court is that we do have, you know, these justices do seem to have an agenda, especially with our newest court uh, justice in Katanji Brown Jackson. So that is that is concerning. You know, even with Coach Kennedy, if he wins this, he's not our savior. He's just the guy that God used to bring awareness and to go into this fight. He's the guy on the battlefield that God is using and praise God that Coach Kennedy has taken on this battle and he has said yes to this fight. We Because if he wins, we all, as Christians, we all win in this. I'm excited to see what happens with Twitter. I really have hopes that this will be a positive change. And I hope that, you know, there's a lot of liberals on Twitter who are saying that they're they're deleting their account. And certainly they have. And there are a lot of people on the right who have come back. I've gotten a lot of followers in the last 24 hours. Um, and so that's great. But it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out and how many of the people on the left actually leave or if they come and stay. I hope that it's a place where everyone can say what they want because that's what makes it fun. Um, That's what, you know, having a difference of opinion is what's so great about being an American is that we all can have our own opinions and our own beliefs and that's okay. That's accepted. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. If you're on Twitter, come join me. Come say hi. 2022 is certainly shaping up to be a very interesting year, and I think it's only going to continue to get more interesting. So we'll see how it goes. I thank you for listening, and thank you so much for sharing the podcast. I'm really excited. I am going to be on my friend Todd Herman's podcast, The Todd Herman Show, uh, later this week, and I will be sure to share that with you. But if you haven't listened to him, I'm go check out his show, the Todd Herman show.com. And I know he's going to do a great take on all of this Twitter stuff. It's always good. I, he's got a great episode up today about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and how you can't say 1776, which I mentioned that yesterday in my podcast. So go give him a listen. And also, Todd and I are doing an event together here in Western Washington in Bothell on May 20th at Cedar Park Church. It is from 6 to 8.30, and we're going to have a couple of our Christian state representatives who will be joining us, and they're going to be doing uh, a little Q&A, and um, I'm going to speak, and Todd's going to speak, and our topic, uh, the event is called, Will God Save America?, and we know that God can save America, but will he? So you're going to get to hear my take on that and Todd's take on that. I'm also going to share a little bit about my story and how I found faith in the pit of my darkness. And uh, I hope that it's an inspiring story. And and our, our whole goal with this event is to give people hope and encouragement during these dark times and bring 
bring everyone together in community so that we don't feel like we're fighting this this crazy fight alone and to link arms together and forge ahead in, in this battle for the soul of our country. So I hope you will join us. You can get tickets um, on my website, conservativeladiesofwa.com. I'll also do a direct ticket link in the show notes today so you can go grab them. They're only 20 bucks each and we are going to sell out probably in the next week or so. So don't wait, grab your tickets today. And I would love to meet you in person. And I know that Todd would as well. So I hope to see you on May 20th in Bothell, Washington at Cedar Park Church. Thank you again for listening. If you like the podcast, please rate it and please share it. That really helps spread the word. So I hope you have a great day and I will see you again next time. 